Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my Guide Trump in the 2020 election podcast for Wednesday, September 9th, only 55 days before the most important election of our lifetime. I wrote the book that's the same name as this podcast as my way to try to focus attention on what I believe that Donald Trump must win and what's at stake for all Americans, but especially for Bible-believing Christians if he loses, because we see that the left is trying to take our religious liberties away from us right before our eyes, and it's very scary. And I've had other podcasts about it, and I'll deal with the subject again. But today I'm going to pick up from the podcast from yesterday, and if you're listening to this and didn't listen to the September 8th podcast, I encourage you to do so because I am sharing what I put in an op-ed. Now that's an, an opinion piece that ran in Todd Starn's website today. We submitted it to that website and other leading websites, and he ran it actually on September 8th, and I decided to make a podcast, but it was so long, I broke it into two parts. And in the first part, I tell about how a man named Steve Phillips, a lawyer from California who calls himself a Marxist and Leninist, who married into a very rich family called the Saddlers. This has given him a power base, and he is connected with other billionaires and is a very key leader in what's called Democracy Alliance. Now, isn't that a nice name, Democracy Alliance? But it's a coalition of about 100 leftist millionaires and billionaires, including George Soros, Tom Steyer, Norman Lear of People for the American Way, and many other rich and powerful people who have an agenda to impose a leftist, you know, what I'm going to call a leftist agenda on America and really turn us into a socialist country. With Steve Phillips' guidance and his connections of networks of grassroots communist activists, mainly in the South and Southwest, the Democracy Alliance has seen Democrats in California gain 4 million voter edge over Republicans in voter registrations. Virginia, once a reliable Republican state, has turned almost blue because of this program, and several more Southern states are on the same trajectory. My friend Trevor Loudon, who I referred to yesterday, and I quote him extensively in my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, he has studied communism on the left for many years, and he gave me some really, really valuable insights into what's going on. And he told me that the Democracy Alliance money, these leftists have consolidated 20 voter registration organizations from 15 states into the State Power Caucus for the purpose of registering 10 times as many voters in 2020. That's right, 40 million new anti-Trump voters. If they reach only 20% of that goal, they will flip North Carolina, Arizona, Georgia, Florida, and possibly even Texas from a Republican to Democratic control. That will give them a new American majority, a concept that he touted in his 2016 book called Brown is the New White. So in other words, he's saying that people who are brown, people of color, are the new majority in the same way that white people have been the majority for, you know, a very, very long time. The book was endorsed by Senators Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, as well as John Podesta, the former chief of staff to Bill Clinton and counselor to Barack Obama. Brown is the New White is the guidebook for the Democrat 
communist revolution now unfolding ever so slightly under the radar. In a way, by writing Brown as the New White, C. Phillips has become the new community organizer and socialist, Saul Alisky. The way that Phillips calculates 23% of the electorate are already progressive people of color. If you add to that the 28% of the electorate who are reliable white Democratic voters, you have 51%. And that is what Phillips calls the new American majority. Loudon also said that the only thing stopping permanent Democratic power is that some of the 23% progressives of color don't vote regularly. So instead of spending billions of dollars to shift 1% or 2% of the centrist voters over to the Democratic column, the new strategy is to sign up tens of millions of new black and Hispanic voters in the South and Southwest in mass voter registration drives. Then you inspire them to go to the polls by running leftist candidates of color. And that happened here in Florida for governor, uh, a socialist named Gillum, who kind of came out of nowhere, almost defeated Ron DeSantis as governor here in Florida. And the word on the street was it was the same forces trying to get him elected. And also the black community really backed him because he was black. Uh, they kind of overlooked some of his very, very radical ideologies, I guess you'd call them, and also was involved in some very, very shady deals as the mayor of Tallahassee and has since been in trouble for a drug overdose and all kinds of things. And I only just say that to say that it just goes to show he was a really nice person. And we are so thankful here in Florida that he lost. I mean, if you can imagine this whole COVID-19 thing would have been very different for people like me who live here. So anyway, I digress. Back to my op-ed. Phillips and his money were also behind Democrat Doug Jones, who defeated Republican Roy Moore in the 2017 Alabama special election to fill the U.S. Senate seat that Jeff Sessions vacated when he became U.S. Attorney General. At a rally targeting black voters, the leader of the Vote or Die campaign said, quote, too many working class and poor people will die if Roy Moore wins unquote, because of health care, housing, and other social programs would be rolled back, or at least that was the rationale. During the subsequent midterm elections, the group distributed pamphlets all over Alabama depicting Trump as a white supremacist and an ally of the Klan, which is an absolute lie. In fact, I was in a conversation just this weekend, and we were talking about this, that isn't it interesting that before Donald Trump ran as a Republican. He was never accused of any of those things, and he was very well known. He was a celebrity, lots and lots of media. In fact, in some ways, he was the darling of the media. Never any of it. And now they go around saying that he was a member of the Klan, which is an absolute lie. You know, what the truth is, and I go into this in a different part of my book, I've done podcasts on it too, is that the Klan was a creation of the Democratic Party. And some famous politicians were members of the Klan's in time past, but yet somehow the Democrats get a free pass on that, and then they make up stuff about Donald Trump that apparently some people believe. Trevor Loudon also told me that the state power caucus is now applying a lot of what was learned in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, which were kind of trial runs for what they're really wanting to do in 2020. According to him, 
They're just trying to oust Donald Trump. Defeating Trump is merely a means to an end. Loudon agrees with Donald Trump Jr., who recently told Fox News that the 2020 election is all about communism versus freedom. Loudon laments the Democrats and their communist ally plan to use minority voters to create a majority that can never be overturned. If they win in 2020, they will then legalize 22 million overwhelmingly pro-democratic illegal immigrants, voters, as Hillary Clinton promised to do within 100 days of taking office. And at the same time, conservative Christians and Republicans will become a permanent and very much persecuted minority in their own country, maybe forever. Engagement in the fight for a Trump re-election and a conservative House and Senate is a worthy pursuit. Just the thought of a radical Democrat or socialist president should be enough to compel any sane American to action. It will take a heroic effort by the Trump campaign leadership and his individual supporters to bring millions of new Trump voters to the polls to have any hope of victory. And that was the end of my op-ed. I appreciate Todd Starnes and his team running it on their website. I encourage you to check out his website. He has a syndicated radio program that's very good. I've had the privilege of being on it several times and listening to it several times. And I just want to say we need to support each other. And there's nobody better to support than Todd Starnes, in my opinion. I hope that you will pick up my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, and the sequel, God, Trump, and COVID-19. I go into a lot more depth on these things. I talk a lot about communism, communist China, what the real threat is, the socialist strategy to try to create so much uh, discourse and really class warfare in our country. That tends to be between the races, but that has been the method of operation for you know decades and, and well over a century by the communists. I hope my book is an eye-opener. I hope you'll share it with friends. Well, I want to get the word out as far and wide as possible. There's many places you can buy the book, but the easiest way is at stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, Steve Strang. There is no E on the end of Strang. And then the word books with an S, stevestrangbooks.com. You can get an autographed copy. There's also some specials. You can buy the book in bulk. And uh, you can also find out how to subscribe to Charisma Magazine, which I hope you'll do. Meanwhile, I hope you'll share this podcast with others because of people like you. My podcasts are approaching 4.5 million so far this year. And it's because people like you tune in day after day and also share it with friends. Thank you to listening to my God Trump the 2020 election podcast for Wednesday, September 9th, only 55 days before the most important election of our lifetime. I'm Stephen Strang. Thank you.